welcome to Mean Girls Interrupted. Yeah, that's it. Welcome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm John. And I'm Travis. And we review movies on this podcast right here. Um, yeah, we I think up top, we just want to say it's getting closer to the holiday season. Yeah, whatever that is for you. Um, we love that for you. November, we're recording this on November 20. Can you believe it? Is that what this is? Yeah. Ugh. I'm not ready. What did you, what day did you think it Honestly, was? Honestly, I've kind of forgot. I kind of just don't even know what day it is anymore. I'm not going to lie. The only reason why There's I know. There's been so much going on. The only reason why I know, John, what days are what is when I'm at work. And there are days when yeah. I still don't know. Yeah, you're just like, if I don't who have cares? To, if I don't have to type a date in somewhere. Yeah, I'm just like it today's could, Monday. You know, it could be Thursday. It could be Friday. It could be Saturday, Sunday. And it could be the first of November or the twenty second of December. It wouldn't make one bit of difference to me. And also, does it really matter? No, not at all. It's just a date on a calendar. It is. But you want to know what does matter, John? Our opinion, and our yes. opinion matters. And that is why we are bringing you this movie review podcast that so many of you listened to at one point and have continued to listen to. We, oh, I don't know. I haven't checked our numbers. I don't care. It's been a while. I mean, we really hit it big with that Thor Love and Thunder. Honestly, but why? Like, I mean, what? Also, how in the Philippines is it so popular? (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make I mean, any sense well, to me. It makes sense because those are global, global movies. They are, but like why that And movie? like little, little pockets will really respond to a giant movie like that. That is so, so weird. Yeah. It's so good for like, us, I guess. But this week we're doing, um, we're doing Don't Worry Darling, which all of you know, DWD was surrounded by like controversy, which also Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles have now broken up. They have yes, as, of, as when? of yesterday. No way. John, they are no longer an item. And it makes me wonder if maybe this is just some more residuals from this movie. Well, here it is. Don't worry, darling, just recently came out on HBO Max. And that's like the lifespan of this movie. And maybe they were just like, you know what? Like that movie's released now. We don't need to do anything else. Do you think <laughs> that they were only together for this? Because I don't know. There was that okay. doesn't seem. I feel like we can, we have to talk about the drama. There was a the, lot of drama surrounding this movie. There was more drama surrounding this movie than in this actual That's movie. That's the movie I want is the drama. But here's the thing. I actually, at this point, John, I am starting to believe that they're all just super incredible actors and none of this was real. Uh, no, not for me. Not for me. My conspiracy brain truly thinks that maybe the person who deserves an Oscar is Florence Pugh for being able to um, act her face off. In the face of controversy that they made up, because I don't know anymore. I'm I can't yeah. I truly can't separate. I don't what think they made it is up. What this is what okay. So if we okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> so first 
we'll review the Don't Worry Darling drama. John, I'm giving it a 10. I'm giving the drama a 10. Yeah, because the drama was fully a 10. The drama Um, was kept on giving. I was like, this is it. Yeah. Whenever I first heard about this movie, I was just like, oh, this is like another uh, Florence Pugh movie. And it was whenever there was like something in the press about. Yeah, there's this movie that Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be in. And there was a press release issued, which I mean, that's the most drama queen thing to do is like whenever an actor like Shia LaBeouf exits your movie, you put it into the press. That's on Olivia Wilde right there. Well, she's like, this is what I'm going to do. And you know what? And I feel like that was just like the beginning of the snowball was like her releasing her PR people releasing to the press that she had this really strong movie package for Don't Worry Darling, which was Shia LaBeouf and uh, Florence uh, Pugh. And um, with obviously the great cinematographer, Matthew Libatique, cinematographing. Um, Anyway, so. Yeah. So whenever you lose Shia LaBeouf, you issue a press release and then hire your boyfriend as his replacement. And you put that in the press release, too. That's how you get your financing to stay. And not abandon shit. John. I'm not sure if Olivia Wilde is just like. Is is she a genius or is she? She knows how to work that press machine. Because, dude. The fact that they were able to drum up all of this and everybody kind of walked away from this unscathed is insane to me. Did Olivia Wilde leave this unscathed? I don't know, because it depends on what people's opinions have been. Like, how do you formulate? Are we formulating an opinion on her based off of? Like, how? Because I I do look at her a little different now, but not in a. Not in like a. It's almost like it's almost like the uh, sort of the curtain has been drawn back and like you see the wizard sort of a thing, which is kind of it's kind of like that sensation for me, because I mean, I mean, it gets in. I mean, this I mean, that's like where sort of like the seed of the drama started was with with like the Shia LaBeouf stuff. And and then. um, like everybody, this movie got pushed because of uh, the release got pushed for coronavirus, obviously, and um, a long, long time. And so the movie was shot and done. Everything was cool and whatever. And then the movie was to be uh, premiered at um, Venice Film Festival, which is like the most glamorous festivals of all festivals. It's like insane. I don't know if you watch those red carpets for Venice. Oh, yeah, I watched. I absolutely. Yeah. And like Venice Film Festival couldn't be like more over the top. But um, so. Like preceding that. uh, Like everybody sort of forgot about Don't Worry, Darling, right? Well, the problem with this movie. OK. <sighs> and then things really started to boil up. But my point is like uh, approaching the Venice premiere. Everything, dude, everything. But guess what? I don't. That is the reason why I don't know if this is smart marketing 
or if this all really transpired. Because yeah. we're literally talking about a movie where nothing is real. Is True. this meta? Is all of this? I don't because think John, so. my consp- the conspiracy part so of my brain all. where I'm like, OK, maybe not. Maybe not at all. And I want to believe that. But truly drama goes down making any movie. Did you know what this movie was about? Did you care about this movie before the drama? Because I'm not going to lie. Well, before the drama, if I really. Right. So whenever I I think about that and I I separate it, I'm like, okay. I was like, oh, another like kind of thrilling Florence Pugh movie. She's doing a genre thing again. And Olivia Wilde, I know, is uh, a new like feature film director like she did her she's trying to do directing and Booksmart was really I good book smart i thought it was a great yeah. movie yeah book smart is great it's funny it's cool very well done and i was just like oh okay cool olivia wilde is like ramping up to prestige that's that was my thought that was my anticipation i was like okay so olivia wilde is now doing a prestige movie with Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. Which two That's huge what names. Yeah. Two like, of the biggest. You're going to get every person watching this all over the world. I wasn't. But here's the thing. Despite their names being attached. John, I had no clue what this movie was about. Even yeah, watching I thought it. Was maybe it. like a smaller movie. I was like, okay, still cool. no like, idea. I was like, my main takeaway was Olivia Wilde is dipping her toe into she's sort of throwing her hat in the ring to prestige films. I didn't know this was a science fiction movie. Um, I kind of got a vibe of I that. I had no clue this was science fiction. None. Yeah. And we'll get into my thoughts of that, by the way. Not until but we started. I, I was like, oh, so yeah. we're doing sci-fi. I was like, hell yeah, I love a sci-fi movie. Who yeah. doesn't? Like sci-fi is so cool. You can do anything with sci-fi. You can. And to an extent. But the thing is like the the movie itself, like the piece, the whole film gets lost in the drama. Yeah, which is really unfortunate. But now I really yeah. want the film based off the drama. The documentary. Who do you think would play Florence? Who would play Flo? <laughs> Who would play Flo? Uh, Anya, Scarlett Johansson. Anya Taylor-Joy? Anya Taylor-Joy. No, Scarlett Johansson. Would, would absolutely like play her, yes. That would <laughs> yeah. be really hilarious. Uh, and Harry Styles would probably be no, 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 no. Ian McKellen. Jojo jo- 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 Siwa would play yeah. Flor- Florence yeah. Pugh. Um, yes. The person who would play Harry Styles would be now. Hear me out. Uh, oh, Edward uh, Furlong. <laughs> Edward Furlong. Uh, Post mortem. Yes. Post mortem. <laughs> Edward Furlong. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yes. But anyway, so but then the drama culminates ahead of the Venice Film Festival whenever Shia LaBeouf does everyone dirty because apparently he records all of his conversations, which don't people have to be told beforehand or if you're in a specific um, state, only if you're using it, only if you're using it as evidence in a court. Oh, hmm. well, this isn't anything. It's inadmissible in court if the permission was not given. But you can release that shit on the Internet. Dan- and did he ever? Because he was fired off this film or so told the public w- that he was fired off this film. And his argument was, oh, you're about to premiere this movie. Here is 
the receipts that I have. And it's a, a video message from Olivia Wilde herself driving a car. And she has a tone whenever she refers to Florence Pugh as Miss Flo. Mm. And that's where it gets that's where it gets real. It gets real juicy. John, the drama is so juicy. <laughs> I don't want to stop talking about the drama, but we have to talk about She's, this movie. Oh, but the, I think the quote is, I think the quote is, Miss Flo will have a wake up call. Yeah. And I'll do anything, Shia, to keep you in this movie. Which she did have a wake up call. Yeah, it was, oh, there's a back channeling going on and there people are talking about me weird. But I feel like Florence Pugh had reservations about Shia LaBeouf after the FKA Twig stuff came well, out. Yeah. The thing is, is like, I'm going to say this. I probably wouldn't have watched this movie had Shia been in it. Yeah, no, it would have been totally different. Um, and I do believe that Harry Styles um, fulfilled. Is did really good in this role and it's it's backburnered role but it's like, I'm not gonna lie. i actually was kind of impressed i was like this can go one or yeah. two ways i've never seen him as an actor i've only watched his music videos which i love harry styles that's just yeah. i love harry styles but i don't didn't know of him as an actor because i've never seen him in anything and i'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie john i think he i think he carried he, he did it. what he needed to do yeah, he showed up to set. He did his thing and it comes across in his performance. He did a and, pretty good job, actually. Yeah. And it's not a I mean, it's a supporting role, but like he played. Maybe that's where the whole Shia LaBeouf thing started. Maybe Shia LaBeouf wanted to beef up his role or something, uh, his storyline. Who cares? But this is a movie about not him. Florence Pugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, the red carpet at Venice Film Festival happened and all eyes were on them. And mm, yeah, it was all Florence. Florence Pugh was throwing shade a lot, I think. But also Harry and Olivia were not standing together either. Maybe I feel like at that point, well, I was like, you know what? They're not going to They last. weren't sitting together. No, Chris Pine was sitting between them. Oh. This dude, the drama of this. Could you imagine Nick Kroll, though? Because Nick Kroll is in this movie. Just Nick laughing Kroll about is, what's so weird. Nick, Nick Kroll is playing all sides. He's like he's like that friend, like during a breakup of some kind. He's like, we don't pick sides. We're friends with both of you. And he's doing that in this in this situation. Can I lie or not lie? Can I not lie to you? I, okay. I would be. Um, <laughs> I I'm the Nick Kroll. I try to see yeah. both sides, but then also I know deep down that there's like one that I like better than the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who do you think that is? Oh, Florence Pugh. Oh, for sure. I think it's Florence for Pugh. Sure. I know it's Florence Pugh. Can I ask before we go into the synopsis and review of Don't Worry, Darling, are you on Team Florence, Florence. Pugh or Team? Okay. You don't even have to ask. I'm on Team Florence. <laughs> because john i started thinking about all of this because the rational side of my brain that also knows that this is real and this is the most dramatic shit that's happened in a movie in a long time with cast yeah john it does pull the curtain back 
It pulls, it pulls the curtain, the curtain back. back. <laughs> it pulls the curtain back. But the thing is, like, I'm on team flow as well. I'm on team Miss Flow because I, uh, although I do understand where Olivia is coming from, she is in the movie making machine. And if you need to get a movie like this set up on a studio level, like you have to back channel, you have to play best friend to every person, even if you're lying your face off and disparaging others. So Olivia Wilde's opinion may not have been bad of Florence Pugh. Sure, it wasn't. But while but but while she's in conversation with a crazy person like Shia LaBeouf, she knows that she has to say certain things. And unfortunately, she was recorded. But the, here's the issue. This herein lies the issue. And this is the real thing is like, sure, fine. You're going to get funding for this movie. You have the funding. Great. You're in the machine. You understand how it works. Mm, let Shia mm-hmm. LaBeouf leave. If you're out here talking feminism the way you do, let him go. Why do you even have this accused person in your movie think, to begin I with? I think financing was at stake at that point. At, well, at that point, it's like, do you rest on your laurels or do you actually just throw everything that you preach? If you are ambitious, I think. Th- yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying you. I'm just saying is, Olivia Wilde is in the machine, and her ideals are definitely called her front. Her public facing ideals were called into question, well, and that is a huge issue because as a celebrity, people view you as you are not three dimensional. You're not a three dimensional yeah. thing. What you are, and is, there was also there was yes, yes you're a canvas. Yes. People. People see you as this. They don't see you as layered. They don't see you as flawed or looking for a way. I completely understand where Olivia is coming from trying to do the funding. But at the same time, it's like you can't preach all this stuff when this is literally what everyone knows you for. And then it's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Bad taste. But right. Right. I get it. At least be consistent. I'm not saying she's a bad person by any stretch. Yeah, and also just assume that you're being recorded. Girl, always. Always. Like, what? Especially with someone like Shia LaBeouf. Dude, he's had so much bad press. What is he going to do? He's going to continuously try to protect himself from more. Right. And so whenever you disparage him publicly in the media, he's going to record conversations. Yes, exactly. So this drama is crazy, but... But also Florence Pugh had another issue, which was the trailer. Yes, because, because of the they the studio sold the movie. Yeah, it sold the movie off of like it's literally John, there was two and a half. That it's it's seconds. Two and it's a like half in the movie second. you see that little beat for as long as you see it in the trailer, and they chose to put that predominantly in the trailer. Literally, why? And yeah, and it, you know what? If I were an actor at her level, and I was like. Oh, they chose me with my with my O face to sell the movie without telling me about uh, it. And also the director has a say in trailers. And imagine this is a worldwide thing. And it's Harry Styles. Right? Dude, et- literally every person is going to see that part of the trailer and be like, leave it for the movie because A. I don't want my parents to see this. I don't want literally nothing that has nothing to do with the movie. It it doesn't because guess what? Despite Olivia saying this movie's about female sensuality. No, it isn't. 
It is not. John, this it is movie not whatsoever. is nothing what she presented it right. to be, which is like, what are you trying to sell here? Right. It's so. Yeah. Did she so know what, what I mean. she was trying to sell? Because I don't think she even knew at this point. Yeah. But you know what? I have to hand it to both of them. They are full professionals at whatever level. And they are able to sit in a room together without clawing their faces out. Which I'm sure Florence Pugh bounced from promoting this movie. Oh, I know. Which is in stark contrast. She only had to do one thing. Her contract was a Venice Film Festival. Mm -hmm. That was it. And she was like, nope, she could have done more. But she was like, not this one. Because it's a stark contrast. Her press for Don't Worry Darling is in stark contrast to... The movie she's promoting now, which she is like showing up to Q and A's, doing the rounds, doing everything. So yeah, it's it's like a supernatural movie. Which one is it? Have you heard about it? No. Um, it's the one that's coming out next. I think it's she wants. I think she, they are playing it for her Oscar um role, and it is called do 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 do. My computer is loading. Dupe. Um. Oh. The what is it? The Wonder? I don't know. Yes, it's The Wonder. It's coming out on Netflix. And I think it's going to be her prestige film for the year. But anyway, so she's like doing all that stuff, but not for Don't Worry, Darling. She was like she was drawing a hard line and good for Florence. Do you even want to talk about this movie? Oh, right. Well, no, I don't mean (laughs) it in the sense like we like we have actually gone 20 minutes now and we haven't said anything Mm -hmm. but the drama. Because it's more interesting than the actual movie, John, right? Yeah. Which is because kind of if, unfortunate. If, but if we do talk about the movie, which we will, it is uh, obviously directed by Olivia Wilde. And it <laughs> stars Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Chris Pine as hot, Olivia Wilde as hot. Bunny. She's also so gorgeous, dude. You know what? Olivia Wilde is a gorgeous person, whatever, effortless. Uh, Kiki Lane as Margaret. Uh, Gemma Chan as gorgeous. Uh, duh. Everyone in this movie is beautiful and they had to. That's what I was thinking, too. Everyone in like, this oh movie is beautiful. Yeah. So you got Florence Pugh. That face, that profile is insane. Yeah. Uh, Harry Styles, Gorgina. I mean, Chris Pine, Jeepers. Dude, everyone in this movie is literally... Even even Nick Kroll. I'm like, wait a minute. Nick Nick Kroll handsome did up. I was like, okay, fucking work. Cause Nick Kroll, yeah. I was like, I don't see Nick Kroll as anything <laughs> other than his blonde character. <laughs> yeah. He's like dramatic in this. But it also even like Kate Berlant, who's the comedian, the pregnant yes. uh, woman in this. Everyone like, in this movie really is good beautiful too. though. They really do because they're they're setting yeah. a tone. I know. And like, I mean, even Timothy Simmons, who's from Veep. Yeah, OK, he was looking good. He too. actually did look good. And I was like, shut up. Like, when I saw him, I didn't here. know he was in this. And I was like, wait a minute. I said, he's really up in this movie. They had him yeah. in a suit. They had him looking dapper. They had him looking handsome. Oh, and Dita Von Teese is in yeah, there. Remember? She is. And of course, I remember because I was like. She was doing the cup thing. 
And she always does the cup thing. Which? She always does the martini glass she does the champagne martini glass. and champagne glass with Taylor Swift and I'm the problem. Recently, and they were, they, so the, what I liked, okay. We don't. Did they use, did they use the same cup for these movies? Uh, John, I was kind of wondering, I was like, they look identical. bejeweled. Yeah. They look identical. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they built it custom. Dude, Dude Von like, is in just like unreal. Obviously. And it's so funny that she's having like a resurgence because she's been around for a hot minute. Dude, it's a good thing she's having her moment again. She should not never have a moment. I want to actually see her in a movie, though. Like in a right. role. She's always non-speaking. I mean, it's probably good. But she's always just like that cabaret. She's person. not really an actress. But the thing is, it's like you have. No, stage, she's a cabaret artist. Yeah, but she has stage presence and she's been able to have a career as this person. I would love to see her in something Something, anything. I mean, be careful what you wish for, because like she might open her mouth and it's like terrible. Okay, you know what? You're right. Um, But I mean, she's like she. Yeah, she can work a martini glass. Let me tell you, she's smoking hot. Yeah. And can we. Okay, so everyone has to draw the obvious, the obvious parallel. Violet Tchotchke. Do you think about Violet Tchotchke every single time you see Dita Von Teese do that champagne glass I actually trick? do not. I think of Dita Von Teese. I didn't think of Violet once. Violet famously does the exact same act. Really? Yes. Splashing around in a martini glass. See, the thing is, is I don't think of Violet. Interesting. I don't think of Violet. I think of Dita. I've always thought of Dita. Yeah, but I just I think that Violet Tchotchke has taken that from Dita Von. I don't know about that. Not for me. I'm not going to lie. Really? I love Violet Tchotchke, but Violet Tchotchke by comparison. Yes. Hands down. Amazing talent. I mean, the cabaret of it all. But like Dita yeah. Von Teese, Violet could never. I know. That's what Violet I'm saying. Could never. I'm like, I like Violet tries, but comes short because i think first of all budget i didn't think i'm not joking i did not think of violet once i saw dita and i was like oh my god i wasn't expecting her and i was mm-hmm. fully living for that moment yeah dita von Teese is famous for her like martini champagne glass splashing around in it i mean that's such like a sexy thing isn't it honestly and it's so cool too because it's got this very like fantasy element of it too yeah, it's like great Gatsby style. Yes, it's throwback. Very cool. Like you're just you're splashing around like it's just going everywhere. It's very cool. And you're in and you're like dripping in like this like crystal studded whatever. And you're just like getting messy. It's very cool. So it's like extra extravagant. That's the best part of this movie. That's one of the best parts of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> there are Any elements of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Can we do a, just so, a quick breakdown? Yeah. So um, uh, we're almost yeah, 30 so minutes in and Florence Pugh and Harry Styles moved to Palm Springs. Yep. In the what looks like the 50s. <laughs> it's the 1950s. This was clearly shot in Palm Springs. It's in a cul-de-sac in Palm Springs. Can I tell you the it's cinematography is gorgeous? Springs. That's Matthew Liberty. The cinematography in this movie is one of the best things. It's actually stunning. It's gorgeous, but that's Matthew Libatique all the way. And that cannot 
be credited to Olivia Wilde no. whatsoever. Okay. It's, thank you so much. Because here's the thing. When I was watching this, I wasn't basing this off the cinematography. When I was watching it, I was like, wait, so Olivia, I was like, so Olivia Wilde's got some directing chops. I said, cause this, I'm like, this is really amazing. I truly didn't even think about the cinematographer. So I'm thank thank you, you for saying that because I thought this movie was stunning. Always have to separate stunning. the director from the cinematographer because you can be a lackluster director, but if you get that really really good cinematographer, you can have a good movie. John, the cinematography was incredible. So good for Olivia for knowing where she doesn't shine because yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah, it's a very very beautiful movie. Matthew Liberty, the colors, um, everything. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, so they are in 1950s Palm Springs. It's a, they're in a world that's very insular. It is called the, uh, um, they, uh, everybody who lives here works for the, uh, something project. Victory. <laughs> the Victory Project. And everybody's very perfect. Stepford wife, uh, in this town. Nobody goes out of line, but, uh. And nobody asks any questions about the mysterious victory project and where it, what their husbands do there. So that follows the housewives as they shop, they drink, they uh, do. They have a, a worry free lifestyle. Yes. And but whenever Florence Pugh see is riding a trolley into town, she bypasses that and sees a plane crash land somewhere in the desert. And she breaks from the track that was predetermined for her to find and help whoever was in that car in that airplane crash. And what she finds is at the top of a mountain hill, it's a circular building. And that is where the Victory Project lies. And she puts her hands on the glass and then something weird and unseen happens. And then she wakes up to Harry Styles, who doesn't usually cook. But he's cooking now and he seems a little bit off and nervous and he th- pretends like she was not found in the desert and brought back home. And so she starts to question her reality. Who's who? What's actually happening mm-hmm. here? And why are we doing and also, this? Why did her neighbor slit her own throat while standing on a roof? Right. And then some mysterious like orange coveralled men took her away. Who are they? Who are all these people? Why is nobody, and also most importantly, why is nobody as freaked out as she is? And also, how could nobody know what's going on? Because yeah. nobody knows. Right. And so she gets, she gets, um, she gets dicked down in Chris Pine's bedroom <laughs> and he comes in and looks at her and she's just like, uh, watch she's if you want. She's fully getting fl- finger blasted and he's like a winky face at her. But yeah, she and she's like, going. cool. She's like, stay or leave. I don't care. They keep going. And so, and he's fully in on it. Yeah. So like, that's cool. And then so she tries to maintain that status quo, but things just keep on happening. She's having weird experiences in this Victory Project world. And so what she decides to do is just keep things chill because she might ruin a promotion for Harry Styles if she just keeps asking questions that start to raise the alarm. So she doesn't want to ruin it for her husband. And, but she uh, can't help so she herself. Doesn't. No, because they have she holds a party to show everyone that she's cool and OK yeah. still. 
And then Chris Pine comes into the kitchen while she's cooking and is like, hey, so all of the things that you think are happening are happening and then leaves the room. And she's like, oh, no. So at the dinner table, she confronts Chris Pine and Chris in front of everybody. Everyone's there. It's just everyone. Oh, it, John. It, it's so unbecoming. Yeah, it's so unbecoming. And so Chris Pine's just like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you're doing this. And he's like, no, I'm not. And then Jimma Chan is like, you know what? I'm the real person you need to be Honestly, talking to. hot, dude. Gemma Chan yeah. looks incredible. So let's go Crazy. back to her looking amazing at the dinner table. Gemma Chan looks totally incredible. Oh, this whole movie. In every she's frame so of this movie. Beautiful. Sparkling. Um, so she stands up and she's like, you know what, Flo? Shut up. She said, listen, bitch, your turkey's dry. Yeah, she's like, your turkey's dry and you're overprivileged and you're just complaining and like, shut she up. She really does. She's like, you're so lucky to have all of this. Like, why do you need to get to the bottom of it? Just shut up, drink your martinis at 2 p.m. and shop for clothes that you don't even need to pay for. Yeah, exactly. Like, just quit. Like, stop it. And then uh, so everybody leaves thinking that Florence Pugh is totally bonkers. And uh, she pleads with uh, Harry Styles to like pack up and leave that night. He's like, she's like, you know what? I don't care what you think right now. I just want it to be us. I don't want all of this stuff. We can be anywhere as long as we're together. And he's like, okay. And so she packs a bag and a lunch and she gets into the car with Harry Styles, but he won't start the car because he has called the dogs on her and all those orange clad overall people rip her out of the car. And Harry Styles has like an emotional moment where he's like screaming and hitting the steering wheel. He's like, why did I do this? And then we uh, follow Florence Pugh into the real victory project where she's like getting work done on her, but not the good kind. No, she's getting full electroshock treatment. And in doing so, we cut to the reality of the whole situation right uh yes which the whole thing you realize you're like wow i did not know this is what this movie was yeah the movie breaks from the 1950s and goes into nowadays if not even slightly in the future and uh it's florence Pugh who is in scrubs nurse scrubs and she is a nurse with a messy bun and she goes home to Harry Styles, who is listening to conspiracy theories on the Internet, and he's some kind of a coder programmer thing. But he's like this deadbeat boyfriend. And he's like trying to like cozy up to her. And she's like, you know what? Fuck off. Like, I'm very tired. I had a 30 hour shift and I just want to go to bed. And they're in this shitty apartment. There's no hot water and she just wants to go to bed. And uh, so she does. And then we wake up back in the 1950s. And uh, she has been, quote unquote, rehabilitated back to her Stepford wife. Yes, she gets out of her car. And who's there to greet her? But Bunny, played by Olivia Wilde, which, by the way, Olivia Wilde, I love the name Bunny. I just think it's such a I just think it's so cool. Like, you know who that person is. If they're they're like, hi, I'm Bunny. Yep. You're like, okay, so you like uh, you like public you like public sex. You like, <laughs> yes, you love public sex. You love gossip. Yeah. You wake up and instead of coffee, you have a, a dirty martini with two olives. I can't blame her. It made me not. No, I can't blame her. Um, so, uh, so Florence Pugh is in line now and we're like, she's back with her the- best friend, Bunny, and they're just living it up. Yeah. But then something happens between while she's at home 
uh, her husband, Harry Styles, comes back and he's gotten that promotion. And uh, what happens exactly that makes everything come rushing back? John, I can't remember what glitch it is. I think she falls and hits her head. Something glitches. She doesn't fall and hit her head, but. Yeah, something happens. It's like either music playing or something or other. It could have been music. I just know that whatever they did outside, it wasn't permanent. It's very arbitrary storytelling because like it just happens. And then she's like, no, the reality of it all starts, comes crashing back. And the reality of it, guess what it is? She's being held hostage in the real world by her boyfriend who is keeping her in some weird virtual reality world as a slave. And he's responsible Mm -hmm. for taking care of her body and making sure that her human form is still intact while her brain is in the fifties. So all of the women here are laying, actually laying in bed with these things over their eyes. It's very, their eyes, what is it? It's, um, um, uh, clockwork orange, very, very clockwork orange. And so she's being she so she's trapped in this virtual reality, which is the 1950s Stepford Wives thing, the Victory Project. And the husbands, whenever they go off to work, they're not really going anywhere. They're actually just logging out of the equipment uh, of the virtual reality so that they can work their regular jobs in the real world and be miserable to pay for this whole service that is provided to them by Jimmy Chan and Chris Pine. Yes. They have to pay to be in this reality and it's a steep price. Very. So Harry Styles is like, how dare you Florence Pugh? Like I work so hard for this for you and I just want us to be happy and blah, blah, blah. But he's also a very toxic masculine figure. Horrible person. He, like, he kidnapped her he real gives- body in real life and she had no clue yeah. she was under. Right. She did not have a choice in all of this. And so uh, Florence Pugh, in a moment where uh, Harry Styles has sort of snapped and is like questionably going to smother her or something, she fights for she she knocks him out with a very heavy object and kills him. Which and I need to bring this up before I forget. Yeah. Okay. no, keep going. Remind me to circle back. We're coming back to this. Okay. Harry okay. Styles dies. Here's the here's the placeholder. We're coming back to this. OK, Harry Styles dies. Yeah. So um, she uh, she walks outside and this is all, all in virtual the reality world, by the way, everyone. Yeah, right. So she walks out her 1950s coolest act in the Victory Project and all of her friends immediately see that she has blood on her and it's like, what happened? And everything implodes for some reason. And Nick Kroll tries to stop her from. Uh, so no. Yeah. So, uh, so she gets into a car and Nick Kroll's like, you can't go anywhere. You're ruining everything. And then, uh, Bunny's like, get off of her Nick Kroll and like throws him onto the lawn. And she's like, go, uh, Florence. Pugh. Well, because she talks to Bunny. Pugh, don't forget. She talks to Bunny first. Right. She's right. like, why is this happening? This is what's happening. And Bunny says, I know I'm aware. I agreed to this because my kids and then what's her face. Florence Pugh says, your kids aren't real. She says, yes, they are. They're they're real to me here because I can't have them in the real world. Bunny right. is so complicit. She has dead kids in the real world. Bunny's complicit. She knows everything that's happening and she's playing by the rules. But this is where we jump forward to Florence Pugh taking off and Bunny saying, get out of here. 
Right. So she so it becomes this whole situation where she is driving as fast as she can to where she found that weird uh, rounded victory project house in the desert. And she is being pursued by all these uh, henchmen who are in orange jumpsuits so they they can deprogram her. And so she um, uh, runs on foot a long time. It's very hot and sweaty, but she does make it out. And that's it. That's basically it. But I have to say this, since we're right there, when she is talking to Bunny and Bunny tells her this is before she leaves to run to the Victory Project thing. Bunny says they're going to. She literally says this is where we're coming back to my little placeholder, my little pin. Bunny says to her, when a man dies in this world, he dies in real life. Okay, right. That has nothing to do with the women, apparently, because Bunny then proceeds to say people are going to come for you. They're going to kill your physical body. Okay, right. Why? This is what I don't get. This is where I was like, wait a minute. Why does only the man die? In this. Like Mm -hmm. when they die in the virtual world, why does their body only die? Why does their body die physically? Why doesn't it happen to the woman? I don't get it. Right. Because all of this stuff is like very much exposited in the third act. Whenever the reveal actually happens that they're in a virtual reality space. And this is for me where the movie really falls apart. Uh, Yeah. It's because of what you said. It's like they have like two seconds to say everything in expository dialogue. Like what Olivia Wilde says. Is like she she like basically states the stakes for um, Florence Pugh and is like, you got to get out of here and you need to wake up from this whole dream because the people on the outside are going to come for your body on the outside. And so, yeah, why not just and kill her also, on the inside? Right. It makes no and sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. And what also doesn't make any sense is that, OK, we are in a virtual reality program world. And I get the idea of those orange clad henchmen that come out of nowhere. They're like they're like the the physical manifestation of like a computer program coming to get you like the Matrix and the agents. Yeah. And uh, because this is basically Stepford Wives meets the it Matrix. Is. It's exactly yeah. that. And also not just that, but the movie surrogates. Don't forget yes. the highly forgotten movie surrogates. <laughs> yeah was that bruce Willis? yes it was yeah it was like one of those that you watch and you're like you know what i kind of like that uh it, w- it was an amazing concept yeah but i mean this i mean which but, they also died in the real world if you died in the surrogate world you died in the real world but why just men and not women it makes no sense yeah it doesn't make any sense at all and um and why there needs to be cars to be driven to a faraway place in the desert to get out is beyond me. Um, like why the husbands have to drive out to that same place every single morning. Well, it's the same like, way for can't... her to get out. And I will say this. Yes, it's ridiculous. But if for them to either walk there or drive there, they're given cars to drive so they can place their hands on that dumb shit to get out. But also, why but is why there a they have hole to do in that? the mountain? Because how come when a li- yeah. when Florence Pugh is putting her hands on the Victory Project thing, okay, she's at a physical place on a hill. 
why are the men driving to a hole in a mountain? Is there a different exit process for them? That's also where I was like, I don't understand. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And like the orange clad people who are like basically the virus people, like the, the actual program coming to get you, like whoever is actually in the real world controlling this program somewhere. Why can't they just control alt delete people? That's I mean, it's not as cinematic, but that's the logic going through my mind. It's it's like we don't need a a fast car chase. This is a computer program at this point. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Also, so what? Florence Pugh's going to wake up to her dead boyfriend next to her. Yeah. And also, so I who she killed in there, which is technically Mm -hmm. murder, but also not. Right. And there's also a moment where like Chris Pine is like on the phone, knows that things are going south. And then Jim Chan knifes him for some reason. She said, it's my turn. So does she not want to be that either? Is she against her will, too? No, I think she's like the main baddie, but they also don't pay that off after that. No, that's why. Because she doesn't actually get her turn. John, I don't think this movie. Was what it was supposed to be. I don't think the pushback. I don't think it being pushed back was also because of the pandemic. But having yeah. a movie pushed back is usually a sign for a movie going terribly wrong. Right. And I do not believe that just because of the pandemic, there was a shitload of movies released during the pandemic. Okay. This movie felt so disjointed. Like just, yeah. it felt like pieces were just, they're like, let's try to make it as cohesive as we can. Yeah, right. And I got like a reshoot vibes. Me as um I didn't get reshoot. <laughs> I didn't get reshoot vibes. I got we have to cut some shit and try to piece together whatever this monster is. We gotta salvage this Frankenstein. Because John And maybe that was part of Florence Pugh's like backing way far away from this movie. Because it and maybe make- Because I believe the Shia LaBeouf like controversy going back to that was like he had problems with the story mm-hmm. and he had like hired somebody to write another version of the script and didn't tell anybody and then like presented that to everyone. It was like, hey, this is what this could be. And then Olivia Wilde and was like, nope, sorry. Bye. She's like, but then we're not but making then I'm starting the to think island. like maybe. Right. And so maybe, yeah, maybe Shia LaBeouf really did just exit it and was just like, bye. Honestly, he probably could have. I wouldn't have watched it, which Mm -hmm. honestly. okay, so I guess we're at the end. I think we kind of already. okay, Yeah. But also Shia LaBeouf just had a baby with Mia Goth. Yeah, but they're not married. Right. But they just had a baby together. Yeah, it was a while ago, I believe, because weren't they married at one point? Oh, I don't know. I believe they oh, were I married. Know. I don't know the timeline of these John, things. I believe they were married and they got separated, which means I think Mia Goth is also over it. You think so? Yeah. Interesting. Because I looked it up too and I was like, girl, no, why? Like, why with him? But probably not. I don't think they're together anymore. Interesting. I don't care. Have a baby. I don't give two shits. You can have a baby if you're married or not. I'm just saying, I think they were married at one point and they're no longer together. Which means but they share the a relationship has gone south. So for all of you out there, go pump out as many fucking rotten children as you want. I don't care if you're married or not. <laughs> Just take care of those kids. 
so regardless, with that being said, John, how would you remove, review uh, this movie? And okay, out of what? Cool. Uh, so out of 10, um, uh, out of 10 high profile controversies, I will give this a five. Okay. Well, out of, I think out of 10, um, out of 10 synchronized, um, dancing women. Oh, right. There was that in there, wasn't there? Yes, which also I was like, I don't get it. Um, I don't like it either. I thought this, I thought it was cool, but I didn't get it. Sure. I didn't get it. So out of 10, the like whole dancing motif didn't track. For yeah, me. no, because also why was she going back to that? At what point was her brain? Who cares? Out of 10, <laughs> uh, John, I don't even know. I want to like this movie. I want to know that it was like. I thought the concept. Had a cool, really not an original it concept, potential. It had potential. For potential, I would give it infinite potential because it didn't reach it. So I'm with you. I think it's <laughs> I'm giving this a five. I actually I think yeah. I'm going to give this a movie a four because you know what? You have this amazing cast and this is what we got. Yes. Yeah. Like four. I, I do not. The cast was great and they performed their jobs four. and they did their jobs really well. I can't even give this but, a five because, dude, there were too many things about this movie, John, where I was like. The first half of this movie, I was like, cool, where is this going? Great. But then the way yeah. they the way they you know what this kind of gave me. No. Yeah. No, not good. No. Not a good execution. Uh-uh. Sorry. Um, beautifully conceived. Beautifully done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Matthew Libatique. So. <laughs> uh, so but also. Yeah, it was poor choices. Um, mm. And I think that that pretty much sums it up. And I think that it's no fault of the cast's. This felt like it could have been Florence Pugh's first movie, but it wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like <laughs> this felt like a vehicle for Florence Pugh to rise to fame, but she had already done that. This, yeah, by this, this point. was taking a couple steps back because I think she knew going in that she had to distance herself because this was not it. Like she, yeah, she had already done like two really phenomenal movie roles, among other things that were solid. And she had already been nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. And then this was her movie right after she did that. She got that nomination. So I'm like, this this felt like a first movie. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it wasn't it. Also, it really bothers me that the whole movie was advertised as like this a vehicle for uh, female sensuality and sexuality when it was, it didn't make no Florence no, Pugh getting yeah. eaten out at one point on the table, which by the way was hot, but sure. two and a half seconds. And then her getting finger blasted while Chris Pine stares at them, which is so weird. Um, yeah, this movie was, n- that's why they couldn't advertise it as anything because it doesn't know what, what it is. Um, yeah, they, they definitely spend too much time in the victory project world of like these women just like being 1950s housewives where they could have um had a lot of precursors a lot of foreshadowing to what was really going on and that did not happen whatsoever there's very long diatribes and monologues which just take up uh runtime like chris pine does like a two three minute monologue for no reason and 
Yeah, and there's like weird red herrings that don't pay off. Yeah. And nothing really pays off. No, there is no payoff for any of it. Truly. Yeah. And also it's like, why does Florence Pugh's like even knowing about things and killing her husband and even getting out affect anybody else at all? Like whenever the big climax of it is like after she kills Harry Styles, everybody's like after her because she's going to ruin everything. No, let her go and let everybody believe (laughs) that she's just a nut job. And they've been fired and let go. That's who cares? Yeah. Or also like why trap people and just have volunteer people who really want to be there. And then you don't have that as like a constant source of anxiety for Um, you of being ruined. That's what I was. Okay, so you already have Bunny who was there because she wanted to be people who want to forget the life outside. Let them go. That's a way cooler concept. Yeah. And like the whole dynamic of the 1950s, like uh, women have to be here to support their husbands because their husbands need that doesn't really hold water for me because like uh, apparently they can just like bring anybody into this ideal lifestyle. It could be like a stranger, like and they just agree that that's going to be a relationship inside the victory. Especially if you're kidnapping these people's bodies anyway. Why does it have to be your wife or your girlfriend? Why does it? Why does it have to be like an ideal situation? Like, I understand the sinister aspect of it. You make it so it's like, wow, this is sinister. But say you had people who joined up and it was voluntary. They volunteered, but it turned out the person who started the Victory Project had more sinister ideas because then the stakes would be a lot. It's not that the stakes wouldn't be a lot higher. You have people whose bodies are literally kidnapped and they don't know what's happening. Bunny knows what's happening. We can assume everybody else is unsure because they were all married in Philadelphia. Right. Like whatever. And that, right. You bring up a good point because they're like, why do we all know each other? Why are we all from the same thing? Why are we all meet on the freaking subway or the train? These fake storylines. Who cares? It's, it's an an effort to be clever, but it, it is not. I don't know. You also, then this has nothing to do with it. And I'm not sure if this is going to be a good movie or not. Anya Taylor-Joy's The Menu, which I'm interested in, also feels like it's going to be a mess. Oh, you think so? Yes. Interesting. I hope not, Uh, but John, there's a part of me that I think that movie might be a bit messy. Interesting And I really want to watch it, so we'll let you all know, because I plan on watching that movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, so I think that's our... I pretty much sums it up. What, what is it? So what? Do, OK, we need the critics. Oh, right. We yeah, still we have the about real six critics. minutes left. So don't worry, darling. It's a 39 percent on the tomatometer of Rotten Tomatoes. Look, I gave it a four. John, I'm we're good at this. You are. No, you're really good. I feel like I'm off most times. I don't times. think you're off because a five is very smart, too, because a 50 is good. But like this is a fucking four. It's like one point down from five a for sure. Movie. But the audience score gave it a 74%. No, disagree. Disagree. Beautiful. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, so the critics consensus is despite an intriguing array of talent on either side of the camera, Don't Worry Darling is a mostly muddled rehash of overly familiar themes. Yes. One 1,000% agree. Because this was also giving me Get Out, which was... Stepford Wives meets yeah horror right? it also um, 
body snatchers yeah. invasion of the body snatchers yeah and like people uh being drawn into a world uh that against their will and uh so yeah so the audience says the ending isn't for everyone but the cast especially florence Pugh, helps don't worry darling make the most of a story with fairly few surprises mm. that's generous that's awesome. That doesn't sound like a 74. No, I was going to say that's not a that's not a very shining example of what a review could be. No, <laughs> yeah. like that's not a, that's a non. That's like not that's literally saying nothing. That's just being like, well, it was middle of the road. See. <laughs> yeah. OK, so I'm just going to before we go, there's. So uh, a critic here specifically says, after this promising start, the film seems not to know quite where to go next. The ending is certainly a letdown, and perhaps the screenplay should have had other, another rewrite. Shia LaBeouf was right. <laughs> this is- yeah, I feel like if they didn't have that strong as a package like Florence Pugh and uh, Harry Styles in there, they would have to- this movie totally would have been shelved. It would have. And here's the thing, too, is like. After watching the movie, I was like, OK, I like the movie enough. I liked it enough. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's yeah. like. I just hate seeing that it had so much potential for it to actually flop. Well, it had an extreme amount of hype, which did good for ticket sales because it grossed 80 million worldwide and it's a 20 million dollar movie. Well, at least that played out in their favor. Yeah, because but I mean, I'll be interested to see what Olivia Wilde has chosen to do next, because I don't think she walked away from this unscathed. I I think in a lot of people's minds, no, because like at this point, people have been like us. People do pick sides and I already know where (laughs) I already know where I sit. At this yeah, table. and I feel like the studios probably sit on Olivia Wilde's side because she made them 40, no, 60 million dollars. Which, who cares? Because Florence is going to continue doing what she's going to do, just not in Olivia Wilde's oh, she, projects. Yeah, she had like moved on before this thing even happened. Yeah, she's like, she I don't care. Like, she's going to be in the new Dune. But good. With Timothy Chalamet. Good. All of that. And Zendaya. Yeah. Zendaya's in there as well. There's going to be so many people. Did you watch Dune? I did not. Dune's good. I'll watch it. Watch it because Flo, Flo, Miss Flo is going to be in the sequel. Okay. Well, I did want to watch the I did want to watch this one. I shouldn't say the original. This is not the original. But I did want to <laughs> watch this new version of it because I hear it's really cool. Also, Katya yeah. loves it. And who doesn't love her? I know if Katya gives a seal of approval, I'm there. So all the way. Also, the contact. Oh, yeah. Contact. She, stamp of she approval. does love contact. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which I also love contact. Do you? I haven't watched it. It's good. Well, then I'm going to have to watch that as well. <laughs> Should we just go through Katya go approved it. movies and just do those? Yeah, let's reach out to Katya and her people and she can give us a list of 10 and we'll do. No, she'll she'll give us a list of 12 to 24. Okay. 
movies that she would recommend us watching and we'll do a full year of just Katya movies. Honestly, she also really likes the movie Old. And so I feel like, should we watch that? I have seen Old. John, I have not watched Old because... It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) It's M. Night Shyamalan and you get what you pay for with that. I ain't paying for nothing. So... (laughs) (laughs) All right. Should we do our little send-off? Do we need to tell everybody? everyone. Just... uh, like comment follow subscribe download do all the things wherever you uh get your podcasts email us at meangirlsinterrupted.at at gmail.com and go visit us at meangirlsinterrupted.com and have and just listen to us download us follow us on apple Podcasts so you can actually see what we're doing follow us wherever you get your podcast because we follow. need you to do your you automatic have- downloads you got to follow. We got to we got to keep the roof up over here. Of course. So it's uh, not a lot of effort for you and it pays off well for us when you do. And Unlike we think movie, that not a lot of effort for no. you, but. Yeah, it would pay off if you didn't watch it. But hey, this movie has a deed of on Honestly, beautiful. Everyone's just hot go to, in this movie. So just go, go to watch it. 50.93 and, and watch Harry Styles do a weird dance for much too long. It's kind of cringy. Which is really weird because um, I also, and I know we didn't touch base on that. I don't know why that happened. Yeah, me neither. Um, because it's a computer program. It makes no sense. Uh, so anyway, uh, like, comment, subscribe. Go watch Don't Worry Darling on HBO Max right now. And just pray that uh, we get another delicious celebrity feud around another lackluster movie sometime soon. John, I hope it comes fast and quick. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see you at the movies. Roll the credits. Yeah. Movie that doesn't know what it is.